Hello again, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Wrestling Time Machine by Sportskeeda. You can find us at YouTube under WrestleBinge. Of course, you'll find us on Twitter, on Facebook. Just make sure you share, subscribe. Subscription is really important because whenever we have something new like this right here, if you're subscribed, you'll know just like that. So make sure you go down there and subscribe. I want to welcome everybody to the show, my host. Um, yeah, buddy. My name no, is Mike right, Davis, and I am your host, along with my two co-hosts, WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. Don't even start on me, Teddy. Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. <laughs> is, there, is there just one intro that you could do without messing it up? Hey, look, I've, I've gone weeks without messing up. This is the first one I've done in a while. What I'm weeks? Looking I don't know anybody that with them weeks. I must not be must have been on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you'll start taking count of all this stuff. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, along with this is my uh, other co-host for this show, and he is pro wrestling journalist, Mr. Bill After. Hey, Bill. I'm just yeah. kind of looking at the job description here, Matt, and it's Teddy. You're going to startle me too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Look what here. are we I talking saw... about? We're so so great to be back here on the time machine. And I always mention people say, "What's well, the time machine? Aren't you going backwards?" Well, this is run days after we tape it, so it's already. Yeah, sometimes we don't even know when it airs. We just see it when it comes up, and it's like, "Oh, oh yeah, that was that one. I remember that." So. Wait a minute, it airs. It airs, yes. Okay. Well, you know, right here on Russell Binge. <laughs> guys, uh, I saw something today, right? Right before we went on air, I was reading something uh, online, and it just—I know it's not huge news, but it's the end of an era, really. WWE will officially stop selling physical media such as home videos and DVDs uh, in the uh, coming year here. They'll be finished with it. Uh, they're finishing everything out now. And for me, that's right. What the hell are you doing, Bill? I'm sorry, guys. I, you oh, know he's what he's okay. doing. Yeah. He's getting out of his you know, funny, I never had an idea that you were going to bring this up, but I was yeah. cleaning my office the other day and putting things in various piles, and this was the uh, this is the top pile on my desk yeah, the, uh, and what, what bill is showing if you're just listening to us bill is showing us uh various dvds uh from the wwe and other wrestling groups and and you know but my point guys is this that uh, i know we all came up through a time when albums were out and the album art was just as important as the record that was in the side the sleeve yeah. and to see a lot of the media disappear bothers me uh only because i have collections of these things just like what bill was showing us a moment ago you acquire a collection that you own. You can yep. access at any time because it's in your hands. Once you start losing that stuff, what do fans bring to the uh, meet and greets? They have you sign, you know, because I mean, everything's digital. It's all in on. Well, they're only the going to I guess. Mac, they, from what I read, they're going to uh, WWE is going to stop producing these, but the great ones from the past, you'll be able to. I'm sure. People at the conventions will be able to still get these. They're just but eventually, not but eventually it's going to go the route of what album sales did. Uh, they'll disappear. You won't see the albums anymore. You know, the vinyl's <laughs> gone. Teddy, I know you, I, you know, you and I, we were both in radio, so we know what the albums and the album covers and inside the oh, sleeves look like. Sure. Uh, the eight tracks, the cassettes, hell, the carts, the, the giant reels of tape you had to put up. All of that's disappearing, but it's not really the technology that bothers me, Teddy. It's the fact that you no longer actually own any of that stuff anymore. It's now has to be accessed via the internet. Doesn't that bother Remember you at this? all? Remember well, this? Well, you know, I, it, it really doesn't bother me because 
the one reason why there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And number two is the world is changing. And gentlemen, we just have to, you know, get it in our wits and know that we have to change with this world, no matter what direction it's going in. And it's certainly some parts of it, I believe, is going in the wrong direction. But yeah. we just have to trust in God and try to deal with this new generation. Okay. Uh, thank God we're still alive, all three of us, to be here to witness this, to be a part of this. You know, that's really the excitement for me is to be able to witness this change and to be a part of it. So I think that we're real lucky to be here, man. And we just have to sit back and just uh, see what happens. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can you sign my stream, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you sign my that's a good one? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the that's the part. It's just the collector in me and, and being able to go back and put your hands on old things like that. It, it's just yeah. hate to see it disappear. I understand well, why, but you, I hate to see you, it. If you've got some of them yourself, then make sure you keep them close to you because yeah. there may be some day that they may be triple worth than what they are now if you yeah. have got plans on selling them. If not, you want to keep them, then they'll be just stuff to pass along to your grandkids and generations on and on. So uh, if now, you got did, some of that stuff, I'd hold on to it unless you get the right price. Didn't that come from uh, WWE UK, uh, Mac? Was it I, I'll be honest with you, Bill. I'm not really sure. I don't have it in front I of me. I think it was the UK division that mentioned that. I'm not sure either. I just seen it in passing. I, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Now, when I saw home videos, I kept thinking, well, I, I haven't seen a, a video cassette used in I don't know how long. DVDs yeah. I have, but video cassettes yeah. I thought were already phased out. I've, I, I I've, been, I've been transferring my old VHSC cassettes. I've been transferring them. To eight tracks, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and transferring them onto these. So. <laughs> Look, I want to do a really quick, too, uh, an update from last uh, one of our last shows that just aired uh, regarding Sonny. Yeah. Man, y'all responded in a big way to that uh, to that video and what we had to say. Some of it's just nonsense, guys. I get it. You, you like to have fun on there. But let me make it clear. None of us said anything that we approve of her killing an individual or that she was drinking anything like that. In fact, speaking personally, I'm I'm. She belongs where she belongs. She put herself there. My point was, if she can get clean at a later time, at some point during all this, and you can get something good out of it, good for her. I don't think anybody should ever give up being better. And I think that that's what we were all trying to say. If you took it the other way, I'm sorry. We do think that she she got what she got. And, you know, it, it's just hateful, especially when you know the individual. And she does seem really sweet when she's clean. And that's the comment that we had made. So uh, I just wanted to kind of clear that up. Some of those uh, comments I thought were kind of. Oh, somebody called me. Somebody called me a racist. Yes. For yes. defending, not defending Sonny. They'd say I can't say anything uh, to, to defend her or whatever. I'm not a racist. I never was. I was a Harley race fan. So does that. What did they? But what did they say? I don't. I didn't see any of the comments. So I mean, well, a lot of it was that uh, she was. A lot of it I don't even want to repeat. To be honest, okay. with you, it was really hateful. Well, but it, it, it was racially that... tended, and and I don't remember saying anything that had to do with race when it came to Sunny. We it was our not. experience, our own personal experiences with Sunny, is what we talked about. That's it. Yeah, that's all I said. I met her. She was a nice person when I met her. You know, and things happen when sometime when you get in this business. So you know, it's not her. You know, not her fault. You know, she. Just Sometimes you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, keep in mind, know, yeah, keep in mind that when she was in the business at the beginning, 
she was the most downloaded person, if you remember. Oh, yeah. She had a great, she had an incredible career. You can't take that away from her. But the, the way her life just spiraled out of control is, as I mentioned on our uh, most recent show, is the, the, one of the saddest stories I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you listen to the entire piece that we talked about, uh, you probably would have understood that the first time. I think a lot of you just jumped on one thing you heard and started hopping on the uh, comments. By the way, we love the comments. It's, they're fun well, to read sometimes. So put them well, down you there. Know, we, we, we can't make everybody happy. You know, no. there's always that one. Yep. Did neither of you pass? You both passed by my my little light thing saying that. So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. That when somebody called me a racist, the only racist I am, I'm a Harley racist because I was a big Harley race fan. No, no, I heard the joke. I just avoided it. Okay, I just want to make sure that didn't fall totally flat. <laughs> well, it's not, our, it's not our fault that you don't like white people. <laughs> hey uh, another update people i'm sorry i bring up another update. One, of our, one of our sports kita own right now has been hospitalized and i want to bring this up uh dutch mantel uh just in the last couple of days uh last few days before this recording uh has ended up in the hospital we don't know exactly what it is uh i do understand unless bill has more information that he is on the mend, but he's going to be in the hospital for several days. Is that about accurate, Bill? It's exactly what I've heard. I um, texted with him, and he briefly answered me, just said, uh, much love and thank you for the support. Um, so I don't know much more about that, but it, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman who he does this uh, show with, this British gentleman who he does mm-hmm. this show with, did post an update online just saying he knows about as much as we do, but uh, no Dutch. Get well. I'm sure you're uh, you're watching this. You're a big fan of uh, all the shows here on uh, Sports Kita and Russell Binge, and uh, um, yeah, you're going definitely going to kick out and be back real shortly. Well, Dutch Mantel, by the way, has got to be one of the few people in this business I've ever met that always says what's on his mind, whether he's politically incorrect correct or whatever when he wants to say something and he means it he will do it he's a really good guy that's the kind of person i like and i know teddy you're the same way i like people who are uh, you know kind of blunt if they have to be tell me where you stand that's i mean i I judge you based on whatever you talk about and teddy i know you probably have got some stories with dutch Uh, i know that uh, recently dutch was putting you over big time on his podcast yeah Uh, yeah, I, I, Dutch is, uh, him and I were great friends, you know what I mean? Uh, we got along. We didn't really never have any problems. And that's why I said when Dutch made a comment about me, I knew it had to be true and it came from the heart because Dutch didn't have to do that. We wasn't like buddy, buddy. We didn't ride together or go to the bars together. We just spoke in passing. Sometimes we, he'd be talking to someone and 
maybe I'd step in and be a part of the conversation. But other than that, that was about it. But yeah, I, I thank God for Dutch, man. You know, and I'm able to speak out myself now. I ain't got to worry about being fired. Or I, I'm pretty sure I got a lot of heat right now, probably for speaking out. But I mean, you know, hey, at a certain time, you know, you just get tired. So. <laughs> Look, yeah, you get a certain age, and honestly, I, I've yeah. told my wife this before. I've gotten to a point in my age now where if I don't like you, I don't like you, and I don't care. And I mean, I, I don't have to take on anybody else's crap anymore. I can just yeah. deal with mine and be in my little own happy world, and thank I don't have you, to deal thank with you. that. And you still keep me on as a co-host, and huh? we still keep right. you on here. We're Speaking of co-hosts, I had a chance to co-host a couple of shows with Dutch, uh, not uh, not too recently. I mean, too long ago is what I'm trying to say. Uh, really enjoyed it. We had it's like talking to you two, which was really refreshing for me because the second he started talking and I started talking, it was like we're just two friends chatting. So I enjoyed that. Dutch, get better, get well soon. I look forward to filling in anytime you need it. Uh, and uh, we all wish you the best uh, getting up and out of that hospital and get back home. Yeah, yeah, we do. It looks like uh, that we're headed for a Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax uh, feud right now. Your thoughts on that, Bill? Oh, I love it. Why not? Why I, not? I think it brings up exactly what we talked about on a recent show when I said they have history. You've got uh, Nia Jax who busted Becky Lynch wide open. Her nose just splattered everywhere. So there's footage. There's a story there. That was oh, a yeah. natural move. So I'm glad to see that happen. Now, now you understand, Mac, when I go back to, there's a story there. You know yes. what I mean? Even if it was a shoot, it still can become a story. Now they're following up on it. Now they got something to go with. Bill, do you think that uh, outside, I, mean, I, I, I talked about this on the last show just briefly, but we were talking about women's wrestling. Um, outside of Becky and Nia and uh, Charlotte, along with Asuka, I'm trying to think of any other real feuds between the ladies that are hot right now. Am I missing something? Well, you're missing that uh, they're still... The diamond in the rough, Jade Cargill. Things could change at the Royal Rumble with uh, if Jade Cargill is coming in. I think that's what they're holding her for. She came out on social media the other day and said, don't rush what's going to be successful. So they're working on something very special with her. But I think right now the girls division is just so uh, red hot that they're opening you know, I did say on uh, on another show, I wasn't too crazy about them opening last Friday's SmackDown, depending upon your when you're watching this with the girls. But I'm kind of taking that back. I thought it was a uh, really hot opening. And I think the girls division is very exciting at this point. And with, when you mentioned Becky Lynch and Nia Jax, just to think of Becky Lynch maybe picking her up, hulking up and bringing her up for a body slam. I mean, that's. Super heavyweight versus medium weight. What about, uh, you know, we're talking about and things, and Teddy, you may be about to say this, so I'll open it up for you here. But I, there's one name that uh, keeps crossing my mind. It doesn't cross my mind as often as it should. That's Bianca Belair. And if Bianca Belair gets in the ring with Jade for WrestleMania, those, those two face-to-face -face in the ring – I think could be a ticket seller. Not that they need any help when it comes to selling tickets, but I think that may be the matchup and that may be who you're saving. Uh, you know, have Bianca go against Jade uh, and save Jade for that big moment. Well, I, 
I like that. That that's golly, that's really good. But I'd like to maybe do it this way. I'd like to maybe have uh, Nia Jack win the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean, and set it up for WrestleMania. Now it's Jay Cardell and and Nia Jack for WrestleMania. That's what I think will sell. I mean, don't get me wrong. The yeah. other girl, great. I know that'll sell tickets too. But I'm just I'm looking at how great and what a good body that. Uh, Jay Cargill has, and then you look at this humongous Nia Jack, you know what I mean? Built, I mean, you know, you get the size difference there. So I, I see that, 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 that really, really going over good. If the, only that thing is, the only thing is there, there's no title on the line. Usually when you win the Royal Rumble, you're the number one contender for the ladies championship. So we got a figure of, of Bianca Belair gets the, uh, um, I'm sorry, if Bianca Belair is still, Rhea Ripley, I keep mixing them up. If Rhea Ripley is still the champion at that point, I think Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill, I think Jade winning the Royal Rumble, that's the WrestleMania ticket, in my opinion. Well, Bill, you're exactly right. You know what yep. I mean? And that that that, that I, I forgot all about. You're exactly right. Rhea Ripley and Jade Cargill. You now I yeah, I got yeah. it. Now you yeah, exactly actually right. I agree too. Yeah. I my agree bad, with that. my bad. Yeah, that's well, I gotta <laughs> start watching a the, little bit more. This is the second show I've done this. I did an interview with uh, uh, Randy Orton's dad, Bob Orton, and we, I was trying to talk about Rhea Ripley, and I kept calling her Bianca Belair, and I don't know why. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. Well, that's my bad. I just got to start watching the shows a little bit more, too. <laughs> All right. I want to bring up a comment made by Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man uh, who hit out a little bit at Modern Wrestling. He said, quote, <laughs> He says, quote, I've seen these guys take beautiful bumps. These young kids take a triple back somersault. And, you know, if I ever took a bump like that, I've seen some of these guys over the top rope to the floor, and I'm not going to bounce up like a bunny. I'm going to stay down and sell it. That's what's missing. Sell it. And that's what sells tickets. Before fans can really get behind you, you have to do as much as you possibly can in the ring at the time that you have in there. You Try to make to. them believe your story. That, make you it just, as realistic as you can. That's you part took, of that quote. You took the words right out of my mouth. You have to make them believe. They have to believe in you. That's a, and it's so simple. What would you do if you was in a real fight? If somebody knocked you on your butt, you know what I mean? What would you do? Would you stay down or you know what I mean? Or would you get you'd get up and try to fight back? But if no. you really got a devastating move, you're gonna stay down. You ain't gonna jump up. No. Perfect example is uh last week on one of the shows, uh Kevin Owens popped Austin Theory, knocked him through the ropes with a knockout punch. Theory's oh within three minutes, theory's in the ring like nothing happened. And then, you know, the other thing two guys don't do, you know, when you something like that happens to you and you start selling it at the beginning, then think about it. Maybe after a minute or so you're in the match, you know, you go right back to that again. Yeah. You know, God damn, Because you the know, fans are watching. Really should, and that really should fire you up. You think about it the second time. Why you, you know what I mean? That, that guy. Yeah, because the more, what was it that Dusty used to say, Bill, you'll probably know this, sell, sell. And then when you think you've sold enough, sell some more, something along those lines. And that Something is, things, yeah. you know, it, that is what professional wrestling is. If you can't make them believe, then you need to get out of the ring. The, fan, the fans want to believe the story that you're telling them. Uh, Ricky Morton, by God, 
is somebody that would make you believe he was in major pain. Ricky Morton was that guy. Uh, you know, if, go up and look him up. If you don't know who I'm talking about, the Rock and Roll Express, you have to know this. Uh, but go back and look. I'll tell you a quick story. One yeah. time, me and, me and Jimmy Valiant was standing outside of the locker room in Waterloo. Um, it was South oh. Carolina, water, something like that. Waterloo or something like that. But anyway, we were standing outside the locker room, and some guy, some fan comes by, and he walks by, and he, and he asks Jimmy Valiant, he says, uh, is wrestling fake? And Jimmy Valiant said, yeah, yeah, it's fake. And he looked right back at us and he said, no, it's not. Because <laughs> so he, he see, wants he, to believe. Yeah, he looked yeah. right back at us and said, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, selling, selling a move, uh, for example, you see so many times, you know, the guy – flipping over the top rope onto an opponent who hits the floor and he's out and then he rolls right back in the ring and he makes an amazing comeback. I mean, uh, my brother, I our business now, you know, we're, you know, we're still wrestling, but you know, we basically went to basically entertainment. And, and it bothers me because there's nothing worse than watching a great wrestling match get mixed in with six guys crowding together at one side of the ring, all looking at the guys in the ring, just waiting for them to come over the top rope. Nothing makes me more disconnected from a match than seeing the other team help somebody. It makes zero sense. If I saw a guy coming over the top rope at me and he's, and that's my opponent, I'm stepping out of the way, hitting concrete. I don't give a damn. You know, that's not my job to catch you. That's what's missing, I think. And that's the realism and the selling of our business that's just lost. And I agree with you, Millionaire Man. But what that's about what the you, other one? You, you just answered your own question. You said that's not my job to to, to to catch you, but those guys that were standing out there, it is their job. But that's yeah. unfortunate, though. That's my point, though. They shouldn't be put <laughs> in that position because it, it, be it, it ruins the illusion even to their characters by catching somebody. It's right. too often. It's too Every other match on some of the companies, I don't want to mention any names, but every other match has got somebody flipping over the ropes onto three or four guys who are standing there waiting to so we can't see all of that on tv but the fans live in that arena hey daddy why is that guy just why are they why don't they move out of the way yep yep look i've got grandbabies who have asked me that question these are young kids why is he why is he catching him you know they're not stupid and these are five and six year old kids you know come on guys i mean it doesn't take much to figure this out once again now, the other entertainment, is, entertainment here's, you're the right. other here's the other thing you have two or three weeks of two guys or two women furious at each other we're gonna kill you when we get in the ring they get in the ring they're nose to nose they do a couple of mo moves and there's an arm lock there's a leg lock i want to kill this person on an interview why am I why am I wrestling them? Why am I not boom 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 boom? Yeah, if you've been waiting with bated breath to get in that ring and kick somebody's ass, you're not yeah, you're not even waiting for the bell to ring. You're just waiting to get as close enough as you can to get there and start beating on them. And uh, I agree with that. That is something that is another Drew disconnect. Drew McIntyre is good at that though. Drew yeah. McIntyre is good at that. Yeah, yeah, come to the ring. If you're pissed off at this individual, you walk in that ring, you need to keep yep. being pissed off when you get in that yep. ring because that now is time, buddy, and the, your time's finished now. Uh, Teddy, would you agree with that? Yes. Once you step out of that curtain, you're that person now. Okay, you're in the wrestling world, so that's what you need to portray. Speaking of walking out the curtain, uh, Matt Hardy is not exactly happy so far with AEW, I guess probably a way of putting that. 
He said recently that there have been a couple of things uh, we've talked about doing the last few months, and stuff has changed. That would be a frustration with creative. Obviously, things change. People get hurt. It is what it is. But that would be the main frustration. There is enough equity in us, meaning him and Jeff, to invest a very solid direction and stick with it. That's what I should like to see happen, and that's what we're going to be pushing for and what I'd like to see happen. He's not the only one either inside AEW who've had comments recently. Uh, the women's, what's the world's uh, champion, women's champion, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, had made a comment recently. Let me bring that up real fast for you. I've got this saved, actually. Your former uh, champion. Yeah, she was the former champion, and she said, quote, and this is in her ex account, by the way. She says, MJF live promo time, seven minutes. Christian Cage live promo time, 10 minutes. All of 2023 AEW Dynamite, Britt Baker live promo time, zero minutes. So for the entire year, no promo time for Britt Baker uh, throughout this entire year. And she's trying to stress a point that uh, she's not being used uh, and that the women's division is not where it needs to be. I made that comment just the other day, too, that I thought the women's division was weak uh, and that there is no storyline. It sounds to me like AEW's got some serious troubles going on in the back. There's a lot of unrest back there. We know QT Marshall recently uh, resigned from the position. Somebody else was let go. And I can't remember who that is. One of their production, the, the head production person was just released uh, the day that we're taping this. And what they're saying, uh, Teddy, is, is that the direction of the company has changed from what the original concept was going to be. And a lot of those people are getting upset because they're not being used like they were in the beginning. I can understand that frustration. That's just jealousy in the back and, and wanting to make sure you stay over. Um, but they are right in another part, though. The direction of the company has changed. It was more creative and had some storylines to it because that's what brought people to the product in the first place were storylines actually on YouTube. Uh, but now here we are. And it, they're trying to be more of a competition than a storyline product. So where they want to come out and they want to do just a match and go, here's a match. You're going to love it, but there's no hook to watch them again. There's nothing, no story to hang on to, to bring you to the second week. I've always been in wrestling is always got to be a cliffhanger. There's got to be something to draw you back to the next show. And those shows right now, really, aren't providing that in a lot of ways in their well, story. They're changing, Mac, they're changing direction. In my opinion, in my opinion, they have a, a, a niche audience. And I think that audience wants to see more of that uh, new Japan type of style. How do you think, grow that Tony audience Khan, though? And, and Tony Khan, well, they're there already. They want to see this. You well, see I mean, when, if you're when in TV, you want higher ratings. Yeah. But when the Japanese wrestlers come out there, the fans go, completely crazy as you know uh i think that's this is the direction that they're going in is more of a new japan uh pro wrestling type of style with keeping some of the storylines you talk about the women the hottest storyline they have right now is tony storm and all these black and white uh classic videos that they're doing but i think that they're going to re-establish themselves of more of a uh, ring of honor and new japan type of type of product Teddy, if those numbers for Ring of Honor and New Japan uh, 
their numbers alone over the years haven't amounted to a lot. Why does Tony, why would you think Tony would find that to be something he can make different on his end of the things? I, I would imagine that you got two companies that never did it on their own. You're going to add them to the mix of yours, which is already struggling. That sounds more like a problem than it is a help to me. Well, we're just wasting our time and wasting our good breath and air here talking about Tony Khan and AEW. Tony Khan is listening to the wrong people. That's all I can tell you. I don't even know the guy. I never met him. Don't care whether I ever do meet him. I don't watch it. And all I've seen today was a comment made by Chris Jericho. And I'm going to say it and I'm done with it. All those guys in AEW, some of them need to work for Vince McMahon for four months. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And, and, you know, that I, I agree that they wouldn't need to have that because I think a lot of these guys and, and, and I'm sure a lot of them are getting butt hurt if they're watching right now and listening to us. But there's got to come a point when you hear Arn Anderson, Tolly Blanchard, and other names say, no one ever asked for my advice because they think they know it all. Come on, guys. you got to grow up because the advice of the older generation is what's going to keep you in business and keep putting a paycheck in your pocket. Well, and the only person I know there would really be helpful would be Jake Roberts. And I hope that some Jake's of them have Jake's not there every to... week. He's not they... there every week. He's, he's okay, there well... once in a while. Well, there you go. Okay, He's so I, I don't really know what to tell you. Bill, uh, you can edit this if we need to. Um, Bill, you had mentioned uh, Jake Roberts having an interview with him. Um, is that something that we're prepared for? Uh, we will be doing that. It'll be a separate segment. It won't be actually on uh, okay. the time machine. And uh, I'm trying to line up a series of uh of videos with him of interviews about his greatest opponents and scouting report, their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here, I know we're running a little bit long. Uh, someone made a comment that Ken Shamrock's merchandise has reappeared on WWE uh, shop zone. Uh, Bill, have you heard anything? We might be seeing Ken Shamrock uh, somehow involved in WWE again. Uh, I have not. Uh, heard that is he in the wwe hall of fame i was wondering that same thing and i'm not sure teddy do you know if he's in there i don't i don't think so i don't yeah. think so either and but that would be a reason right there if that's the case they're part of that now you know what i mean well, so Kim, yep Demra was a big deal there that's true uh, you, you guys okay yeah Bill, bill's looking it up at the time yeah ken shamrock teddy do you did you work with kim much yeah, yeah. Any great stories yeah. with Ken? Uh, let's see. I think he told me the story one time about him and uh, Steve Blackman. They had a they. Oh, I know what it was. He told me this story about him and Steve Blackman. They had a hotel room they got somewhere, and it was like a cheap hotel. And he said they laid down in the bed, and all of a sudden they heard something, and said they click on the light, and said they said this big rat. And he said, Steve Blackman, all he did, he just got up and he just reached at him and he caught the motherfucker and just like choked him and then threw him out, threw him out of the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I would have been out the door myself. <laughs> yeah. So so here's the told me that. Here's the answer. Okay. This is from Mr. Google, who knows everything. At best, we'll see Shamrock inducted in 2024. At worst, anyone who remains a fan of Ken Shamrock can now buy official WWE merch with his name and face on it. He was quite a wrestler in WWE. Oh yeah. yeah. So I have a feeling, I have a feeling that this is the pre the prequel 
to seeing him inducted. I hope so. It's a great guy. Yeah, it's actually a good name, one that's legit enough for me to, to see him go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, so that's yeah. that's a good one as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I like him. Me and him always had fun together. You know, me and him, we love the Viagras. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that anymore. I'm not like, hey, you, you, you need some uh, legal help now, Teddy. Well, yeah, no, you know, that, you know, I went to wrestler's court. You know, no, I, no, I, I sold the Viagra. They took me to court for something. Yeah, but you hired the wrong attorney. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor me. <laughs> By the way, Ted, Teddy, when, when you mentioned that, um, who was it, Chris Jericho told people to go and try and um, – work for Vince McMahon, does he have a new business now? Well, no. What he meant is just they need to no, work for him for like four months. Yeah, Unless because I, they, they do need a crash course in AEW's locker room uh, for the guys to really understand. Because the problem for me is that a lot of these AEW guys, if they're going to live in that environment of AEW, when they go to WWE, it's going to be a shock. And I, I would think they would be better off, be prepared, learn it while you're in AEW. So when you get to WWE, it's not such a shock because you're not going to get away with the same crap you're getting away with right now. I can promise Keep you. Keep in mind, though, that the, the, the AEW fans, that group of fans, and there's a lot of them out there, are totally enamored with the Japanese style of wrestling. And I think that's what they're looking at here. This but is I, st I still say, I'm, uh, and I'm going to say this again, if it didn't work in TV ratings before, it's not going to work now. Uh, I don't think that, I mean, that's a, like you say, it's a niche audience. Well, if that's the case, your audience is not going to be able to grow that much. It's only going to get to a certain level if it's a niche audience. So they've already lost if that's the case because you're limiting the amount of people who want to view your product. And your product needs to be wide enough that everybody will sample and enjoy it. I don't see that being the case with the AEW. I think it's, it's, it's too one way right now. It needs to open up some. All right. That's it. All right, guys. I'm out of time. Anything we want to talk about before we go? No. No, uh, I do want to mention that uh, on our next road trip after hours, uh, Teddy and I, our special guest will be the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And we hope you'll join us for that. Uh, it drops on Fridays, uh, every Friday on YouTube. And that episode, uh, by the time you're watching this, will probably already be dropped. So be looking for the Jimmy Hart interview. All right. I'll Anything see else? I'll see everybody December 27th at the Hockey Town uh, Cafe. Hockey uh, that's in Warren uh, on Warren Avenue in Detroit, Michigan. I'll be there for a big meet and greet. <laughs> what <are> you laughing, <laughs> Matt? <laughs> I just, that's something else. I, I a lot of people commented on the uh, there was a point of the video from last uh, one of the videos that we had go out where we were talking <laughs> about where you were going and the honky town, uh, the honky town uh, cafe or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, it right. was funny. It was funny. honky town. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to end with my imitation of. Uh, Jimmy Hart going, buy me, buy me. We love you. Subscribe. Mac <laughs> Davis, that's WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long and the Jimmy the Hart uh, impersonator over there. That's Jimmy Bill the After. Heart. We'll see you next see week. You All right. Holla. That's it. That was fun. Oh. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Always. Always. No, I did run uh, the, the Jake Roberts thing past Raju, and he said he'd rather have him separate.